0: hey girlies welcome to crisis swing the podcast where we ring the alarm about cultural emergencies whether it's a flop album an insane headline a problematic fave or just something that needs to be urgently discussed or you'll die we're going to revive it and make sure it gets the medical assistance it so desperately needs my name is Drew Haskins, and I am the only twink who can save a culture in crisis. Joining me today is a very special guest, TV writer, Eric Eidelstein. Oh my god, I forgot, I didn't realize that, like, I should have asked, how to say your name?
1: Um, Was that right? No, there's a there's a weird I there that shouldn't be there. It's pronounced Edelstein, but Edelstein. I'm, I'm also, I don't care much. Um. Well, it is,
0: pronunciation is very important and entertainment i would say because if people don't know how to say your name i feel like that's half the half the battle right there
1: but if they like if they worry about how to say my name they're thinking about it and oh that's
0: feel. i guess that's true i just recently found out that well she will come up later but i just realized that i've been saying andrea riseborough's name wrong for like a decade now
1: How were you saying it? Reeseboro. Because it looks like Reeseboro. Like, that's what I thought it was. You're, like, trying to make it English, but it was, like, quite normal and phonetic.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and I feel like it sounds, like, a little less dignified, no offense to her, as Riseboro.
1: Yeah, no, the way you use it, your pronunciation is kind of glamorous and classic.
0: Yeah, like, Reeseboro is, like, a little hamlet in England. Riseboro is, like, a town in New Jersey yeah it's a little very (laughs) very Staten Island very Bergen County but how are you doing today I'm doing well thank you for having me here well we are happy to have you we being me we are recording this a day late but like this is the middle of a very eventful cultural week and I was like putting together the doc for today and for the first time in like probably in a a month and a half i was having trouble choosing topics just because there were so many to pick from from segments today like it's the doldrums of like the 2022 to 2023 like year changeover yeah are officially over for better or worse for better or worse
1: yeah i feel like there's so many news items but everything has like an element of like absurdity to it i'm like why like why is this happening like why are we why do we care about this and here we are like Uh, well i mean this podcast like traffics in like stupid
0: cultural absurdity but like i feel like by and large 2022 is a very like whatever kind of year if 2023 is like wacky i think i'm actually okay with that yeah no 100% like positive wacky would be welcome like I think I think would be very very welcome do we want to get into the topics actually because like I think especially for our first game we got some
1: big ones to chew on here um yeah sure sorry my cat just knocked down my airpods (laughs) and I don't Um, want them to die let me just get them oh my god no worries okay I'm here I'm still here (laughs)
0: cats are chaos agents you are not your cat is not the first cat who has like walked on keyboards like knocked over mics like on the this podcast is, yeah.
1: He you never like does this or bothers me when I'm not talking to so- like throughout the day he's very chill and then the moment I open my computer and I'm talking to someone he just needs to like show face and, and show whole too <laughs> <laughs>
0: no like um one when- I like was home for the holidays this past year. Like my family has two dogs and one of them absolutely will not leave you alone, even for a second, if your eyes are not on him, like, and he, it's weird. Like I've never made a, met a dog who like stares at you. Like a dog that needs eye contact, like eye to eye contact to feel like emotionally supported and fulfilled and this dog does like I cannot have my phone out. I cannot have my computer
1: open. Like it's it's really. Yeah. I mean, he's not well adjusted. But at the same it's... time, like sustained eye contact. Yeah. It, like name name one gay who could like sustain eye contact and, you know, be yeah be vulnerable. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'll do it. I'll do it. But like, it's a little unnerving when it's
0: like a dog with like puppy because it's not puppy dog eyes really it's like a dog staring at you yeah it's like a little existential yeah there's something very like um like it is like a soul to soul kind of thing that what a woo woo thing to say but like it is really like it is very borderline off-putting and disarming but he's cute so i'm not gonna like complain about it too much but like i like i don't know anyway okay yeah so eric we are going to play ring the alarm okay i am going to present you with three cultural scenarios from recent and or ancient history and by ancient history this week it's like a week ago you are going to decide whether or not to ring the alarm there are no wrong answers here but your choice is binary are you going to ring the alarm or not all right you ready to play let's do it Okay, we talked about her a little bit already, but Andrea, rise Burroughs' uh, nascent
1: Oscar campaign. Are you ringing the alarm? Yes. Okay. This is weird, right? Yeah, I I was talking to a friend earlier today where I was like, I haven't been so confused about something since, like, Havana Syndrome, where I'm like, <laughs> why Why is this, like, how, I, I know how it sort of happened, but I'm like, it is so Like strange to see everyone just riding for a movie and an actress who's who's great and has always been great. But I'm just like, where is this? Like, are we bored? Like like I, I don't I don't really understand how this is taking a hold of our culture in the way it has.
0: Yeah, like this kind of actor peer driven campaign is pretty rare from what I can tell. Like, I'm not I mean, I like the Oscars a lot. I would not consider myself an oscars historian in the way that a lot of like cultural critics are like i mean if you really want to go listen to like oscars podcast that can get into like the nitty-gritty of this more like go listen to like little gold men or this had oscar buzz because i know they've been talking about it a lot but i think the last time this happened was for like javier bardem for Uh, I don't remember what the movie was called, but it's been like, I think around 15 years ago, like Julia Roberts had a screening for this movie and he had not been nominated for like the Globes, for like the SAG Awards, any of the precursors. And then he got nominated for the best actor just because she invited like all the actors branch to watch it, Was this the
1: Julian Schnabel movie or it was? I don't,
0: I genuinely don't know. It's not something I've seen, so
1: okay yeah i'm curious but also it is what it is um i mean it's it's nice it must feel nice to be yeah to be support support but it's also like
0: there is an element of like
1: who whose idea was this (laughs) yeah yeah and like why now like why this movie um which i haven't seen I, i read a little bit about it i'm like i'm sure sure it's perfectly fine i'm i'm like it's not the there's no way it's the movie
0: no it's i mean it seems like it's a quiet character study about like an alcoholic um which you know not the most fresh material let's say like but i mean she's supposed to be great and it's just this movie only made like thirty thousand dollars. it barely got a theatrical release and you can't stream it anywhere so like But so many people are coming out in support of her like Gwyneth and Jennifer Aniston and like Sarah Paulson tweeted something. And the tweet has it's basically like a copy pasta. That's the exact same like
1: hashtags, tags, like it's very odd. I don't know. I feel like there's also something like inadvertently shady about it all where everyone's like, we know you never remember this woman's face because you know she just like everyone yeah. knows who she is but no one knows who she is it's like the only other person I can think of lately who's like that top of my head is like Emily Watson yeah very like, Emily Watson yeah we're like you're great but everyone's basically like you know you need this bolster because no one's remembering you
0: yeah like um, the, I think the problem with being like a transformative character actor is that you get thrown into a lot of roles that require you to change up your look or change up your accent and andrea Riseborough picks a lot of really interesting projects yeah but doesn't do a lot of like big budget tentpole stuff though so this year she was also i haven't seen amsterdam or matilda
1: but she's in both of those movies i saw matilda um, the other night, and she was great. She um, plays
0: her mom, right?
1: Yeah, I mean she was great. I mean, that character is drag. <laughs> like it's it's yeah. There's, no, there's you don't know what she, any actress who's playing that role looks like actually. Yeah. <laughs> she was she was great. Um, yeah she she just has like Mike Lee face. Yeah, it is Mike Lee face. Like, I, but the yeah. thing about like the
0: Mike Lee girlies, like Emily Watson or Leslie Manville, is that they have been recognized by the Academy before those but
1: there's so many like like... amelda staunton's gotten some noms yeah yeah. yeah. brenda (laughs) Blesson you're absolutely right i'm yeah i think he's another level but there is a sort of like (laughs) i don't know i'm not gonna (laughs) i'm not gonna go further with this (laughs) she's she's i mean she's a little b-listy
0: compared she's not like she's not at like grand dom status yet like she's she's a little too young to be in She's a little too young to be in The Crown, I guess. Like, is that a nice thing to say?
1: I don't know if that's a nice thing to say, but, like. Honestly, I think right now it's, like, from my experience on shows and just, like, watching things, it feels like it's actually quite hard to be, like, for a 40, early 40-something woman. Yeah. Like, it's almost better to be your 60s or 70s or, like, 20s and 30s. Like, there does feel like there's, like, this sort of in-between stuckness where you're, like, people don't want to cast you as a mom anymore because tv wants their moms like really young usually yeah but they also you're also too young to like you know you're like you're in this weird space where there's not a lot of room for which is unfortunate um yeah
0: like you know a perfect like these prestigey like you know say like hbo miniseries like it is a place for actresses in their 40s in many ways, but, like, they're all, like, the really, really famous people these days. Like, think of something yeah. like Big Little Lies. Like, they don't have room there for Andrea Risborough. <laughs> not, no, because, like, Nicole Kidman's there. <laughs> like, you're not going to cast, no offense, yeah. you're not going to cast Andrea Riseborough, if Nicole Kidman's right there and, like, showing yeah. up to set.
1: I mean, also everything is about, you know, how can I package this to get viewers? And like, yeah, you go, you go as big as possible. And if, like, she is tier two when, when everyone, when all those actresses pass, they're like, let's go to like the acclaimed B listeners. But the reality yeah. is, once you do that, you usually get a, an amazing show. And like, that person becomes suddenly like big. You know. Yeah. Or yeah,
0: yeah. it gets like, there's that kind of like prestige tier of TV that like no one, like it gets nominated for a lot of things but like the viewership is kind of like eh like like if you told me that Andrea Riseborough was in like uh, I don't know like a very British scandal or whatever that kind of show yeah, is called true. like I would be like yeah I'm sure she is I just like where do I watch that you know
1: yeah I, like for all we know like in the past two years she's been like you know a lead of like 14 British miniseries and- oh yeah
0: I'm I, and I'm and i sure she hasn't like we would just never know in the same way that like I recently found out that Elizabeth Debicki who I kind of think of as like a very like choosy person in terms of like what she does isn't she is on an Australian like prestige thriller miniseries once a year and we would just we've right. never seen any of them because like Aren't australian old...
1: tv just doesn't make it over here yeah lately. and they do like five episodes a season and then they bring yeah. them back like every two to three years. it's like an actor's dream yeah um, like she goes home to visit her parents and like just cashes this little check yeah out. on
0: i mean it's a good way to live and like i mean but like i do i do think that like someone like elizabeth debicki or someone like andrea Reesborough like they will have their breakout roles in times and i think i like I'm not trying to talk shit about Andrea Riseborough. I said her name so yeah, many wrong so many times, dead but named, like, dead named her. <laughs> I did name her. But like she's fantastic, and I'm glad she's getting like recognition for a movie yeah. I probably won't see. But like, and I don't think she's gonna get an Oscar nom out
1: of this either. But yeah, I'm. Re- I only ring the alarm not because it's an undeserved thing. It's just like random sensation. Like oh, it's so random. Like, like, and I also don't think she's gonna slip into. The Oscars at this point
0: yeah it's I mean the nominations are on Tuesday but this was voting week I guess so like this all-out assault from the Gwyneth Paltrow's
1: of the world it's might true. be
0: helping we don't know
1: we it's don't know. I well, mean Gwyneth
0: is a very powerful woman
1: yeah famously and yeah you know I do think you know actors are a strong voting branch in the academy and yeah you know it's also like incestuous and incestuous and inside baseball like who knows if you can just change everyone's vote by just you know saying like like someone like Gwyneth or Jennifer Aniston being like this is what should happen and Um, there's precedent for it between like
0: Javier Bardem and then like I'm not going to get into it here but like people need to google um Sally Kirkland from the 1980s because she basically self-started a campaign yes and ended up getting nominated for a movie that like I don't think anyone ever saw but she got nominated big sleigh big sleigh okay next um (gasps) another big sleigh adam lambert is furious as theo james is rumored to play george michael in an upcoming unauthorized biopic
1: okay i i the only reason i would want to ring the alarm is not because i like care at all about that specific thing but just because i think we're every once in a while we're renegotiating like should straight actors play yeah gay men i don't know is that like should gays donate blood like do we just not talk about it anymore or okay i would be actually very okay with
0: that like that like line of thinking um, like it feels like
1: a tired conversation
0: yeah but we opinion. do have it constantly and i'm just like Ugh.
1: i do have an opinion and it's the right one okay and say it please because we have to say it yeah, yeah, yeah it's not about adam lambert at all like if in, on one on one hand like gays and casting they're not so much of an oppressive oppressed class like you know there are but in one sense like and i don't find it inherently problematic that an actor who should be transformative is playing a gay person it's not about that there's just a sad reality and like if you're making, if you're a creator and you're making something queer, like, but you're trying to get it made when you're making a casting list, there's just no one famous enough usually that is gay to take that role. And it just speaks to a need for like a, uh, you know, grassroots, like restructuring, because, you know, like I, like, you know, in developing my own stuff, I wanna get, like my number one goal is to get this thing made. Yeah, Uh, I will make a cast list and like ideally I want to cast I want to cast gay actors I want to give friends of mine roles if you know these projects ever come to fruition um Mm -hmm. and then I think about like what is a network gonna pick up and it's like it's like the closest to a star you can get and there just aren't enough there's not there are not enough gays who can move the needle unfortunately it just is what it is
0: yes I I agree I agree on principle with all of that. I'll take it a step further, you know, just applying it to this specific project. There are no gay people who look, or famous or even semi-famous gay actors who look like George Michael right now. Totally. I I think to play George Michael, for my money, the hottest man who has ever lived, you need to pick one of the hottest men on the planet right now, and the one of them just so happens to be a Greek British guy named Theo James. So like, it was coming who, off, and it's coming a, off a huge a big project. Show. Yeah, yeah. So, though even though he was the worst actor on said project, yeah, but but like, he's he was fine. He's visible. he's, I mean, he's, visible, he's visible and he was per- he was good in it. It's just like that was a heavy, yeah, heavy, heavy hitters. Um, he's perfect for the role. He looks like George Michael, and like. Okay, this is going to be the controversial theory, and I'm just saying I'm not cutting this out right now. I think to cast someone who reckoned with their sexuality so, like, kind of, like, a little on the surface, but also so, like, privately and illicitly, almost, like George Michael did, I think you kind of need to cast a straight guy to capture that sense of, like, elicitness a little
1: bit or or someone fully unknown that you no one has projected you know like most days most gay actors in america that are like mainstream are celebrities so we know them as out and we know them like if this is a random person that you have you've had no really idea about their journey or how they are in the media it's it's like a blank canvas Mm -hmm. so i I get what you're saying i also want to clarify what i what, what i was in a way what i was saying which is I think a lot of the attention in this conversation is mis- is misdirected. And suddenly, like, the actors, like, the straight actors who are, like, playing those roles are, like, the ones attacked. I'm like, everyone wants a job. Everyone wants a job and everyone wants an interesting job. And, like, I'm not, like, faulting those people for taking it It just feels, like, a little silly. Like, go deeper and, like, think about all the people, networks at studios who kind of make it impossible for gay actors to yeah. get circles like that's what it really is like an actor is an actor and it's just going to do their job and you know they're, they're not i feel like it's just not the person to come for sorry adam yeah um,
0: no i i agree i agree with that like no actor is trying to is taking a project in like bad faith
1: one would hope and like yeah.
0: like i don't think anyone's trying to make fun of george michael though I'm, I'm well maybe i can't speak to that because like it really does seem like whoever made bohemian rhapsody was really trying to make fun of freddie mercury in that movie but like i i just find i find the car i agree with you and that the conversation around all this is like focused on the wrong people and like you know if you are going to like insist that gay actors take gay roles or whatever like that's the only people who can play it like take it up with the studios i don't agree with i i don't agree with like that premise on principle just because like it feels limiting and like if you're trying to cast the best actor for a part then yeah i don't know i i don't know it is a at that
1: level are not about casting the best actor for this about how can this make money? And who can I put in this that is, you know, has some sort of skill and is good enough, obviously. Yeah.
0: And I think, like, in this case, honestly, it is, like, yes, they picked someone who is kind of on the rise and, like, a hot name right now, especially in, like, internet circles. Like, people absolutely love him. But he's also, I think, a perfect person to do this, too. Like, just in terms of, like, the he fits every... Everything on the brief, except yeah. he's not gay. But like, okay, so
1: if someone's better that was presented, like, who's who is gay? I think that would be interesting. But
0: yeah, but I, like, who,
1: yeah, who, who? And then like, it's not going to be Adam Lambert. Adam Lambert looks yeah. like
0: one of C. Fred and Roy's tigers. Like he's not going to be George Michael, and he's forty-five. So like, he's not going to be cast. So like, really forty-five. I adam lambert just, is 45
1: i just have not been on like on. Lambert journey recently now i feel like i could get sued adam lambert is 40 that is that is to be sued um i'm, I, well, I'm
0: not taking it out i said allegedly he's allegedly 45 actually 40 that's but i'll okay. say that so
1: yeah american idol was like a
0: long time ago so and he was on the older end of because this was back when they like I think you had to be like 28 or under. Right. So, so he bit... was like
1: on the older end. Yeah. Respect your queer elders.
0: Respect your queer elders. Yeah. Okay. I've I've learned something today. Sort of. It is hard to think as someone who is about to turn 28 in a few months that I am nearing the end of my eligibility window for
1: original American Idol. That's hard to think about. But... Oh, interesting.
0: Not yeah. that I have the voice for it.
1: <laughs> but just like knowing that's like a like you could never have it like
0: yeah i mean it's fine i don't i don't they don't do gay contestants well on that show by and large except for adam lambert like I, over the weekend i explained to a friend who had no idea that todrick hall is an american alum or i an american idol alum of course um which is I think he has done a good job of making you forget about that because he's done so many other out-of-pocket things that would make you forget about it. But
1: like it's a yeah. But yeah, so like particularly don't care about this conflict. Um, mm-hmm. but I like I thought it was important to speak up about how I feel. It's um,
0: very important to speak up about how you feel in general, because we do we do have to give voice to the voiceless.
1: except (laughs) except adam lambert
0: (laughs) adam lambert his i mean he may be loud but his voice does not matter as much as ours do okay last speaking of bad gays last quite or scenario here george santos's brazilian drag queen
1: past is exposed um allegedly yeah i don't have much to say about that i mean as someone pointed someone pointed out to me is like george santos is actually what you want out of like a gay politician like like he's giving it he's giving full arc like pathological lie like <laughs> like what is <laughs> this full arc doing like he's so people judge like now that like he's out of
0: the spotlight as much like he has settled into sort of a quiet dignity that like Yeah, it's probably good for the culture that we have people who are just kind of, like, low-level, like, doing the work, being, like, you know, beacons for whoever. But having, like, a full camp pathological liar on the the oppositional party is very nice, I do think. Like, we kind of needed that.
1: I, 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 like, I just want to have fun, and that's what this has been, and it's just not, it's just... I'm I'm excited tomorrow for what like is going to be revealed, you know. And, yeah.
0: So like for people who may not be inf- informed about this and like I really I really would implore everyone to like take to Google because I read a, like 15 minute or a 15 minute read article about this particular situation today that I was like wow, there is research going on here. Um George Santos, who has lied about literally everything uh, on his resume as a congressional uh, representative from the state of New York over the past like year and a half, um, has been revealed to be a former drag queen in his home country of Brazil under the name uh, Kitara Ravash, which I'm mm-hmm. sure that's a pun of some sort in that language. I do not know. He has come out. as a denier of this uh, pretty close to explicit fact because his makeup you know he was like kind of a a busted baby queen a little bit in Brazil and like it was not a transformative look let's say (laughs) like you can very clearly map every single facial, facial feature from this queen to George Santos allegedly so you know it's 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 hard for a person who has been very much on the train of like drag queens or groomers and like they're trying right. to like convert your kids into like queer radicals to be revealed as not only a drag queen but a brazilian drag queen one of the most dragiest queeniest queens you can be um yeah yeah,
1: yeah. like i love i i love that Um, Yeah, my problem is I keep like accidentally saying George Soros very Um, different (laughs) different right-wing conspiracy that's like my that's my Andrea rise bro um I just yeah I need to like get my name straight it's like a a a mental dyslexia yeah Um, this is my my favorite Brazilian drag queen
0: (laughs) he should do like Rio pride that would be funny
1: (laughs) yeah yeah he and like so warren
0: buffett come out like in like the full like carnival like feathers and stuff like that that would be kind of um i can for sure i i don't know i just i don't know what else can be said about the situation really it just like yeah. it is so wacky and absurd and i do think george santo's by and large has been an avatar for like how wacky and absurd 2023 has been so far because like yeah. Not only did the drag queen stuff come out this week, but he
1: also lied about his mom dying in 9-11 this week. Like, that's crazy. I feel like we're just continuing on this path where also, like, anyone can do anything. Yeah. It doesn't... There's no, like... There's no... We're It's a lawless world. Lawless.
0: Um, I mean, we're both old enough to remember that, like, you know, lying about being in one of the Twin Towers on 9-11 could get you kicked off of FX's The League. And now now you can do it and stay in congress it's why crazy is that,
1: why is everyone so obsessed with being part of 9-11 is like its own thing i'm like picking up pick like an, a more discreet tragedy where like people can't find out or track or, tra- or like yeah or track down whether like just do it better. yeah
0: um you know i've said it before on this podcast and i will say it again 9-11 makes people act like fucking freaks um yeah. I I think, especially if you are just lying about your relationship to 9-11, 9-11 is arguably the most documented historical event of our lifetime. You can't lie about it because there are receipts down to the tiniest grain of rubble. So, like, it really does not behoove you to lie about <laughs> being there yeah, or I- even, like, knowing someone who was there.
1: And there's so many like mass horrific tra- tra- tragedies in the U.S. to pick from. Like, say you were at a parking lot and like one of like thousands of shootings of the last ten years, and let like yeah you're a victim or... of that like no one's no one's gonna look into it. I don't think anyone can actually no one can prove that you were or weren't there. You know. Well, they can if you're
0: that one Grey's Anatomy writer who is like well lying her, lie up.
1: Was, her lie was still too big.
0: Yeah, and she, and she had compounded lies. I mean, she had a lot of problems and like, we have not talked about that on this podcast, but go look up Elizabeth Finch, everyone, if you're uh, so inclined, yeah. like even just say like, <laughs> I was in a bus accident, like that's micro, that's, that's not, no one's going to be like, no, you okay. weren't to that, you know? Well, maybe they would be, I don't know. I'm sure George Santos has been in like a bunch of car accidents or bus accidents, but sure. like Paula Abdul lied that one time about being in a full on plane crash. And like that was debunked and she's doing just fine. So yeah. Well, she, she wasn't in a
1: plane crash, but she is doing just fine. Yeah. She's thriving, you think?
0: She's big on TikTok right now.
1: Oh, I that isn't my algorithm has not given her to me yet.
0: <sighs> yeah, because like I you know, I like a lot of those like Casey Fry, Dylan O'Brien, like white Whoa. guys like dancing videos and stuff. And I get a lot of like dance content now. Um, but wait, Paula's I love- big on dance TikTok. She and Jojo Siwa collabed pretty recently.
1: Okay, wait, I like send me things so I can start like getting, incorporating things. sprinkling. I do like, I do like that brand. Like, the Dil- like I want the Dylan O'Brien TikToks. I think that's yeah,
0: <laughs> but it's also it's never like him proper, it's like that man no offense to that man he is kind of a, a whore in many ways and like yeah. he has so many fan taken videos of him just in public or like you know being like corked up white boy in public like I would not let people document me doing that if I were famous but like he is addicted to it so but I also,
1: I've heard that he's like absolutely lovely
0: oh I'm sure he is he seems like a really sweet guy but like
1: I think you can I only get away he, with that if you're a sweet person.
0: Yeah, he definitely like, is just, yeah. like, someone who, like, goes out a lot in, like, he's, like, a harmless party guy, which is fine. Yeah. We need a little bit more, like, harmless party guys.
1: Yeah. Also, I do think, like, celebrities need to, like, do more in well, general. So. I think this is actually a good segue into our oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> central yeah, yeah. topic
0: today. Okay, um, Eric, what are you rushing to the ER today?
1: bb bridgers yeah yeah the 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 love triangle that we have found ourselves a part of love quadrangle even <laughs> like lorraine scafaria erasure oh, oh my god of course of course yeah
0: we're what this is we're setting some ground rules some space safe space ground rules right off the bat There will be no Lorene Scafaria erasure on this podcast. I won't, I simply won't have it.
1: Are you a Hustlers fan?
0: I am a Hustlers fan. I have seen everything she's ever done, except seeking a friend for the end of the world. I really enjoy her work. And I really liked her. Well, okay, so you outline
1: outline what is happening
0: here before we get started.
1: Um yeah, so to recap uh phoebe bridgers and paul mescal the irish actor who is most famous for normal people and now is you know getting a bunch of critical acclaim for his new movie after Sun*, and is like you know has all a bunch of things percolating um they've been dating for a couple years now and Mm -hmm. i think their their union was very you know charming and relatable to many because it was like a simple like like he like slid into her dms she slid into his DMs. they were like flirting in comments like it was very it was very it was very human you know it was very like of of the people um and i think yeah I, i mean they've been together for a while and i think people there's something about it that felt like we all were rooting for it. it just felt like like it was a good couple or a good pairing I, I don't know why we projected that onto them but it's
0: i think like well i think i have my theories like both of them are very famous for like this incredibly confessional work like phoebe yeah. bridgers songwriting is so searing and so like biographically detailed to her own experience that like a lot of people feel as if they know her because she reveals so much of herself in her work and like i haven't seen normal people so i cannot um speak to like the work but like i know a lot of people really like paul Mescal because normal people is such like an intimate show that you feel as if you kind of like know these people and it like it from what
1: i can gather like he's basically
0: He's playing himself a little bit in Normal People. So. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, I think that's, like, probably the true reason why we're all into it. Like, the brain-dead version is they're just both hot. and Yeah. Like, um, hot, hot, and, like, they seem cool, smart. In a cool way. Yeah. yeah. In, like a kinda, in a cool way. In a... I guess people are always rooting for someone if you feel like you could be friends with them in a way. Like, there's a level... Yeah, I think it's the confessional thing. Yeah. Where there's an illusion of accessibility. Like... I could do drugs with them on any given night you know and like that might happen and like that you know no, I, you...
0: it is like I'm about to say the secret word but like it's a little parasocial in the same way that like people got really parasocial when like John Mullaney and his wife split up and like because when you let someone so into your life and your work like you invite people confusing that for like a confusing fandom for friendship almost a little bit.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I feel like that is what the internet is, is just yeah. that you have access to someone's life. Um, And celebrities have obviously contributed by, you know, pretending to be available and giving a part of themselves to online personas, Yeah, cetera. Yeah. Um, but yeah to, to finish that, the mm-hmm. Phoebe hall saga um, alleged, I guess it's alleged. legend. It's it
0: is technically alleged, but more or less, con- I, I'm glad we're recording today because it was basically confirmed today. So
1: yeah, and they were like, like she's she's dating or had an affair with, um Bo Burnham, which like, I'm calling this like it's it's all A twenty four nonsense. Like he's yeah. gonna be in a new A twenty four movie. It's Bo Burnham. <sighs> it's, it's Paul Mescal who's in two A twenty four. It's just. Phoebe Bridgers is
0: making her acting debut
1: in the new Bo Burnham project. Like, like this is A24's doing.
0: Yeah. And, like, Bo Burnham is another person who people feel really parasocial about because his Netflix special, Inside, was such... I mean, such a big hit, like, such a... It is, I'm sure it's probably hard to watch these days, but like it's such a document of living in lockdown. Yeah. That I, I I think people just felt so seen by it. And because it's like a musical project, like they could kind of live in it over and over again in the same way they can live in Phoebe's albums. Like people got a little too into it. Um, and people were already into him and Lorraine Scafaria because they'd been together for 13 years, I
1: believe. Um, like it's an indie filmmaker couple, It's you know.
0: Yeah, because yeah. in, like, also, like, people are, people love it when, like, slightly older women date younger guys. Like, there's a big age gap
1: between the two of them. Or not yeah. big, it's like 10 years. And he's, like, point. and all the, like, press photos like he's super tall and she was tiny right like yeah some sort of like yeah it was cute it looked it just looked cute and they were like everywhere together the past few years because
0: like hustlers was so big and eighth grade was so big and then he was in promising young woman which I feel like people weirdly forget about and he was all over like whatever virtual red carpets and like backyard photo shoots with her for that so like and then inside got like hugely popular so like they've all all four of these people have had like meteoric rises to success since 2019 yeah and yeah. all of them are very like public facing people or like publicly
1: like accessible people yeah and now and now it's where it gets like it's called co- it gets complicated and it's and it's layered um yeah I feel like it's I mean, I don't know why this is like, there's so much projection, and I've had so many conversations about like mostly Phoebe in it. And I think Phoebe's romantic history has also been very publicized. Yeah. And I think there's a sort of like, like, she's no, like, this is not good for you, mama, like, mm-hmm. older guy. Like, there's a lot of people, I think, coming at it differently. Yeah. But everyone has a strong, like, I feel like it, kind of some is something that everyone's having a strong opinion about um. yeah like beyond the music of phoebe
0: Br- like phoebe bridgers as a persona is very interesting to me because like the music I, th- I i just want to get say right off the bat i love her music i think she is one of the most talented singer songwriters of our moment right now and I'm also glad we're recording this today because she, Julianne Baker and Lucy Dacus just released new music yesterday as their trio boy genius. And I think it is also perfect. Like pretty yeah, close yeah. to perfect.
1: It's excellent. They, they've, all, all three of those girls have gotten me through moments together in a part. Oh yeah. Show. And I
0: went to a Phoebe Bridgers concert this past June. Um, Had clo- like a very spiritual moment, I would say. Um she's right, she's uh, and like she's she's an incredible performer and like the songwriting even in like a big outdoor venue like I saw her at um she has a way of making it you feel very like close to her it's a very intimate setting and like a friend of the podcast Grace Muth and I were like clutching each other the whole time and like softly weeping and like yeah. you know it was very beautiful It was very beautiful but like I I think the music is one thing Yeah, there's the big. He is also a big tweeter. A big, she's a big
1: internet girly. And that's so, yeah. Before you say what you're, I know what you're going to say is, yeah, I I was one of those people last year at the start of 2022 who made one of those like ins and outs lists. And like Phoebe Bridger was on Phoebe, Phoebe Bridgers was on the out list. And it's again, it's nothing about her as an artist. I just think the inevitable collapse of her as a persona that people liked, like, it's always two, gonna be backlash. You're too onlo- like you're too online and it's just never gonna work and it's never gonna last. And that's
0: I did that this year with Caroline Polachek, and a lot yeah. of a lot of fagus were like very mad at me. Very and mad then at immediately, me.
1: Immediately, immediately. We're yeah. three
0: weeks into 2023, and she said no fewer than like five annoying things. Like, let's I'm right. I'm right a lot. But anyway, it, yes, happened, I, to Char- I, it
1: happened to Charlie too.
0: It happens to everyone. Yeah. Like when you are online and you like Fancy yourself like a funny internet person. You're just you're always going to open yourself up to people being like, actually, sis, you're not.
1: Or you'll you'll I think, and this is like you know this just sucks. Since how everything works, it's like you will expire. Like, yeah, it's really hard to be an internet sensation in a way because it's just not sustainable. And you might like you might start like I'm worried about Ethel Kane like I, i'm very worried about ethel. like it's all fine now but like everything becomes <laughs> grating because we're all horrible people um yeah yep, yep. Like, um we I think, we talked about yeah. ethel
0: a few weeks ago with um miv leo and that is reaching ethel Kane is reaching critical mass right now so <laughs> Like, we're gonna yeah. we're gonna have to monitor that space but... we're
1: like on an upwards like trajectory with her i just i i gaze our gaze like mm-hmm. nothing la- nothing lasts
0: no i i felt and i think we talked about this with Miv, but like i felt the obama playlist Oof. there's something crystallized not necessarily a good kind of crystallization but something crystallized and i was like like we're we're we're
1: we're at a crux of something right now because like this should really not be any sort of defining moment you know like can we separate the artist from (laughs) no I'm not gonna I, I think the exact point that
0: Phoebe Bridgers crystallized was that immortal tweet that I often reference on here and in my personal life that was like the the gif of like a Phoebe Bridgers tweet generator that's like people who eat croissants are dangerous and it's like the roulette wheel that just like picks like
1: I know exactly what you're talking about yep
0: and that I was like oh no like that is what she does and that is like and it's the beginning of the end here like once people are like clowning you to like 20,000 likes or whatever
1: like sometimes that's kind of all it takes that and this is I'm gonna be really shitty to say because i also like like their music but anyone who becomes like friends with haim is like immediately annoying. and i like haim
0: it's true like i mean it is true like it is kind of um i mean it's interesting because they were and are in the squad like they they are still like really good friends with taylor but they're kind of like they are the silver like subset of the squad um it's taylor's like my, my hipster friend is what she'd probably call yeah. um and i mean phoebe and taylor are collaborators and friends now too yeah, so like yeah. this all like you know it all it all
1: there is like horseshoe theory to all this like, well, like heim and kyle richards were at a dinner the other night and singing fleetwood mac together and yeah like,
0: apparently they live like,
1: like what, what kyle
0: lives next door now to the heim parents
1: oh and, and like because she lives like in encino, in encino.
0: yeah and the heim sisters i believe are from encino or like, like somewhere in that general facility, but I know all three of them live in Silver Lake. I like they were the celebrities, and Kate oh, yeah. Mara that I saw consistently the most. Kate Mara at school. at um what's it called LaMille. Farm- yes, at LaMille Coffee every <laughs> you could go see her every morning. She was addicted loved to milk. La I my like
1: Silver Lake celebrities. Like it was Jenny Slate like running the Reservoir. Yeah, it was. It was Scott Speedman at Intelligentsia all the time. Yeah. Like, was like a certain level. I mean, now he's like back and hot and like happy for that. Oh, he's
0: so hot. He's
1: always been hot. He's max always Minghe- been hot. Max Mengela was always at LaMille. Yes, think were- Max
0: max Mengela always at LaMille. I saw like Dominic Fike and Diana Silvers a lot when they were dating because Diana Silvers lived up the street from me. Like, I literally ran into Abby Jacobson one day. Me too, at, a,
1: at, a Gels, at the Gelson's.
0: Oh no, I literally ran into oh, her. Wow. Like, I was on a run and I rounded a corner and literally collided with her and that was upsetting. But, but like, yeah.
1: yeah I- L.A. Silver Lake celebrities were funny because like, it was also for me like I'd see the same people in the same spots like yeah I had like a million Kate Berlant run-ins at yep the, same at the 365 though of the Whole Foods yeah as that I, I mean like, that that is like carbone basically for Silver Lake <laughs> that as I was like stealing thousands of dollars and like self-checkout yeah know, like Kate Berlant's there shopping and you know
0: no like and it's crazy because Phoebe Bridges herself is not silver. Like, she is something even more esoteric. She's a Highland Park girly, which is like, that is kind of the new frontier. I'm sorry, this is like so in the weeds LA talk for people who don't live in LA, but like, Highland Park is like in north a northwestern enclave of LA that is an up and coming, like, hipster zone almost. And by hipster zone, I mean, it is gentrifying rapidly. I think but- it really-
1: not even up and it came it's
0: it came it's like it's still developing it's still like one of the cheaper places in like right. la you can live
1: but it's like also like not that cheap anymore um yeah. like for a while the coolest person you would see there is maria bamford who like yeah that was her spot that's it, it for
0: like if you are one of the three people like me who watched lady dynamite that whole yeah. show is set in
1: highland park so it's yeah. pain you a little picture but like, for a like time to go like go back and watch, like yeah let's everyone go back and watch lady <laughs> um but
0: yeah yeah but like Phoebe is born and raised there like Billie Eilish is also born and raised there too crazily but um like she is she is like this like accessible cool girl a little bit and I think now we're seeing it backfire because like she kind of flew too close to the sun by being a little like funny online and like like fancying herself like a comedian which is like as we've discussed kind of the downfall for a lot of people And then getting into this, like, really, like, internet, like, fanfic relationship, almost, with Paul Mezcal. And, like, we almost kind (laughs) of undersold how, like, meat cute, quirked up it actually was. Like, she slid into, she tweeted, this all started with the tweet, that she was, like, I'm paraphrasing, but it was, like, I'm crying and masturbating to normal people, which is right. like right, right, right. okay. That,
1: that's yeah, and this like it also helps to contextualize this as like peak pandemic. Yeah, and, like, this was literally May 2020 and peak boredom. Like everyone was just like looking into every little thing. Yeah, to do no, like you were
0: you were getting so in the weeds with people that like, and this was right when Punisher came out too, or no, right. funeral funeral. It's right when wait, what's the second one called?
1: Is it Punisher? It's Punisher. Yeah, it is Punisher. I just Emerald's never Punisher remember. Like, like walking t- on my little walks. Um. Uh, yes,
0: yes, it is Punisher. It is Punisher. Um, Funeral is a song on her first album, Strangers in the Alps. And I don't know. I always call that album Funeral. Okay, anyway. Punisher just come out. She tweets about normal people. He responds like, like you know, shy internet hunks are want to do with the monkey, like, covering yeah. up a face emoji and which
1: is, like, which is like i'm horny i'm
0: yeah it's so weird that like we're using that monkey to be like i'm horny like people that's another emergency for another day but like she literally flew to ireland to hook up with him
1: yeah in no pandemic no notes about that though
0: um no people didn't care that much people were like don't fly to ireland in like may 2020 but it was also like no one really cared and also like go get your nut like yeah Hard. Well, she got it, and then she got a fucking fiancé out of it, allegedly, for a while. They never, like, actually confirmed it. Yeah, um, I had
1: heard that, too, Too that they were...
0: It was a pretty strong rumor, and, like, they became creative collaborators, which is really messy, like...
1: um, He was in that video. She. Uh, that video yeah, he was in the smaller... Sidelines music video, yeah.
0: and they went public at, like, uh, at Z-Way's birthday party, which is a whole lot of internet at once. Um, Beautiful. They were photographed with Emrata and z at that party. Like, it just, it's a whole lot of internet at once. And then now it has blown up in spectacular fashion after allegedly Phoebe cheated on Paul with Bo Burnham, who was in a relationship with Lorraine Scafari at the time. But like, that has essentially been confirmed because sadly- phoebe phoebe's dad just passed away like within the past few weeks oh. and they were just photographed um earlier this week walking through L- Bo and phoebe were walking through lax um or maybe another airport together after attending the funeral right so. that
1: was the photo that i yeah i think what's not confirmed obviously is the time like we're all saying cheating but we all we also don't, I don't this think- is
0: yeah like we're we're participating in like dumas culture and stuff yeah. but like the this is like the narrative that like has been proffered forth yeah. um and the tie it was all very sudden because phoebe and paul were photographed together as recently as like three or four months ago and then the bow stuff started happening in like late november early december yeah it doesn't it doesn't look good it doesn't look great, but it's also like like you have to leave people alone. That's a fr- that's the problem with being like a parasocial stand. Like you just kind of have yeah. to leave people alone and like not treat human foibles as like affronts to your own relationship with artists and affronts like moral offenses. Like it's not it's not really like that, you know.
1: And then, or or also, sort of like oh I like I relate to her like her messiness like there's a lot of yeah yeah a lot of like people I've been talking to who are who are like oh I like she she's leaving the good thing that she had and yeah it's all this parasocial insanity like we Um, don't
0: know if it was a good thing like we don't know like we don't know anything about it and people kind of just need to like lay the fuck off a little bit But I think this is also a cautionary tale for her because I don't think she necessarily realizes that she's as famous as she is.
1: Yes. (laughs) Yes, but, or yes, and. I always think, I always have to remember that, like, everyone is super famous in, like, our pockets. (laughs) And it's, like, it's the Elizabeth Warren effect. Like, she was just a Twitter, Elizabeth Warren was a Twitter darling and no one actually voted for her.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, I feel like Phoebe... Bridgers could be that too like she's very famous but she but I think she's like actually broadly real world famous though like people who
0: I know I so many people who are like not online like not necessarily even tapped into like music as much who know a who Phoebe Bridgers is and b that she is a musician like that I think is like like to borrow the who weekly dichotomy like I think
1: she's them wow i think she's yeah. pretty unquestionably of them actually yeah i that that is true and she's also like even musically is more a, like working with connor o- connor oberst you kind of bring in a new demographic of people who now know who she is like yeah
0: like, i mean working with she's worked with taylor like yeah, that's like not
1: enough sizzle like she's just not like a singer songwriter like, like
0: yeah like i have her um spotify play page pulled up here like a lot of her songs have above 50 million plays. Motion they- Sickness, her top song, yeah. has a quarter of a billion plays.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's
0: okay. like, she is like, yes, yeah, she's indie technical. I think now she might be major label because that boy genius album, she's on the same label now as um Olivia Rodrigo and Lana, which is crazy. But <laughs> She, she is, she is like very solidly like one of the few indie bands that can headline a major festival.
1: Yeah. The good thing I think for her is because she, I think she's going to release a third album at some point.
0: Well, which as we discussed on this podcast a few months ago,
1: allegedly was called Paul. I'm sure that is being rethought. I'm also, there's nothing I love more than like a grief slash breakup album and once that comes out and it's excellent, people will, you know, like, it'll, we'll all go back, like, the internet will also go back to just, like, not finding her annoying. Yeah. Um, I hope. I don't know. I've been, I hope. I've been trying to be better about it with myself, too, where I'm, like, why, like, why am I changing my mind about someone, or why did I even like them in the first place? Like, I know nothing about <laughs> anyone i just don't want to do the anne hathaway thing that everyone did
0: oh yeah well because that's like the that's the real cautionary tale about like you know twitter fingers or trigger fingers turn to twitter fingers and then like people like weirdly don't like her for any particular reason for an extended period of time and then like she does something that's like an impossible serve and then everyone's like oh yeah everything she's ever done has been like a sleigh in some capacity and, like, you kind of just have to remember, and I, I'm i doing this with Caroline Polachek right now, too. The work is always really good, and a lot of the times the work can and should speak for itself. It's just when you speak a little bit more on top of the work that already speaks, it only hurts then you. it's,
1: like, yeah, hard. You Speaking know, of TikTok algorithms, like, I feel like all I have is, like, Caroline Polachek, like, screaming into the sunset, like i mean yeah. i'm stuck in this sort of like hell mouth like i don't i don't want i want dylan o'brien i don't want don't. Like, yeah.
0: like we're like de-queer my timeline please <laughs> like that's that's what yeah that's, i I like i'm being facetious but it's like, also like
1: gay, i wrote it
0: yeah i think like when you kind of enter the like caroline Polachek is weirdly in a period where she's like sort of self period parodying Oh yeah. And I'm like you don't need to be doing this because like the work you've done over the past year and a half is v- excellent. But your singles like, have
1: been incredible. Like yeah. this album is going to clearly like give you a recognition that you been like you deserve. <laughs> um,
0: and but the but like the memes that she's been generating around it are really weird. I would argue the visuals have been very like pull a check by numbers a little bit which is like not the worst thing in the world like people kind of forget that like the chairlift music videos were all really stupid and goofy too so like it's not oh, yeah. like it's more the same but it's also like there's like there's some sort of like critical mass being hit with her right now even though the work is good people
1: are like why are you doing all this yeah, and like Phoebe I mean,
0: hit that already and now we're seeing the consequences the
1: biggest problem with the Kate Bush tweet which people don't know is Caroline um, basically tweeted, like, Kate, you know, I love Kate Bush so much, but I, like, you know, resent the fact that, like, people or my, like, fans compare me to her, like, the biggest problem with that, it's an, it's an annoying tweet, like, never tweet anything like that, but it's also, I've never seen one tweet like that, like, honestly, it, it was, like, I, like, people are always comparing me to Enya, I'm, I'm, like, okay, actually, like, that makes sense. I'm like that I makes more sense than Kate Bush. You're not Kate Bush adjacent, and that's not no. shady. I'm like that's just not true. Like it's not true. It's,
0: it is very. Um, it's it like a like, hybrid yeah. of like, that hashtag Derek Barry for All Stars Four. Who said that tweet? Combined with Lana Del Rey's "Immortal Missive" question for the culture. Yes.
1: Yeah. 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 One of
0: the darkest days in human history. Um. It's just not, it's just not a position you need to be, like, putting yourself in. Because, like, it is, like, you're setting a target on your back and, like, raising more questions and answers, like.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, it's, it, one, it's that, and then, two, it's just not, it's just not true. It's simply false, yeah. yeah like, like, and much love to Caroline, because, like, this album is going to be excellent. Like, I, I mean, she's released half of it already, so, like, it's gonna be good, but
1: it's, like. Definitely.
0: Get I'm out sure of your own
1: way. I'm sure there's this like natural instinct that, like any sort of weird pop girly, will always be compared to like Kate Bush and Bjork. Bjork like anyone is. Yeah, because
0: it's that, reductive and people have the same way like, yeah. three references over and you know, over I, again. I, I get
1: that, but I'm like, the the woe is me about it all it was just you know I'm like yeah girl like,
0: and it's not it's not even a woe is me. It's like a humble brag sort of, but. Yeah. I don't know we we support all these girlies and like people need to leave them alone but it's also like
1: as we skewer them for the, the last maybe hour. this
0: is this is the <laughs> this is the big
1: takeaway maybe preserve your mystique yeah yeah I think for like that goes for everyone a little bit more um
0: like it it doesn't like like Caroline Pulachik makes like this interesting mystical pop music and then well she like behaves like Countess Luann online so like I don't really like yeah like you like match the work to the persona a little bit more like we don't need everyone to be relatable we would actually prefer it if people were not relatable because celebrities were only honestly
1: really interesting when it's like a little covered up yeah, I'm thinking. I'm trying to like the only one I know who's been able to just like have a very loud like online persona and like maintain some sort of a grace is the only person I can think of is a man. So that obviously says something. But like, yeah, let's do it. Like, Hit perf- perfume, genius. Like, yes. Like yes. Every record is perfect, and the online persona is like consistently funny. I don't know what why it works or how it sustains because itself because
0: it's not constant. That's the thing. Like, perfume genius will tweet yes. something funny or salient once every three to four days it's not like a constant stream of thought
1: yeah and, and that wise, really yeah. improves everything and his humor also wisely doesn't often evoke other people yeah like so like oh you know it always helps when you don't draw comparisons or you know like he's not much of a shit talker like no because what's there to talk shit about like like he'll post a chihuahua and like a dress yeah or then he will like be like i'm this generation he's more this this generation's kate bush (laughs) caroline polichick is say that the music is far more similar
0: yeah let's let's say that and like it's uh, that yes i i agree with all the above like that's like the perfect model like people should be following the perfume genius model a little bit more and like just not do what they've been
1: doing. I like, you know. But also women are under more scrutiny, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Oh,
0: absolutely. But it's also like there are a lot of like male artists who tweet out of pocket shit constantly. Like I remember like when The Weeknd was way more on Twitter than he is now. Like that oh, was yeah. like so Terrific. fucking annoying. But like. I don't know. I think like the uh, the other side of this and like we are definitely part of this equation is When you are, like, an alt-pop girl or, like, an indie rock girl, like, there is this pressure to, like, get the gaze, which is not a novel phenomenon, but, like, I think because that sort of interaction and that sort of audience courting is so tied up in the internet these days, it's really hard not to participate in pandering. 100%. So... Wow. Tough topic, but we, I think, I think we made it out on the other side. Okay. Yeah. Um, our,
1: ta- our tangents were, like, tangents are always the most interesting part of the conversation. I agree. And this is
0: just, like, you know, there are so many people in this, this situation that, like, besides Lorene Scafaria, who, like, is, has stayed out of it for the most part. Good for her. Like, we could have done an episode on any of these three people in this like triangle and had a lot to talk about
1: hundred percent. Yeah.
0: Speaking of people with a lot to talk about, Eric, we're going to move on to our final segment, tear the community apart. Okay. The rules are very simple. I've picked two songs and you're going to tell me which one is better. Okay. Easy or not. So, You know, talk about confessional singer-songwriters. In a stunning coincidence, two of the biggest songs of 2023 thus far are by two of our most confessional singer-songwriter superstars. I think these songs are both pretty close to perfect 10s out of 10s. But there is a fervent debate online right now about which song is better, especially after the artists themselves interacted earlier this week. Wait, why do I have no idea what you're talking about? I'm Eric nervous. Oh Eric, which song is better? Kill Bill by SZA. Okay. Or Anti-Hero by Taylor Swift.
1: Wow. Um whew, that is really interesting. Like interesting to put together. Well, I'm like having I'm having a moment. Because I'm usually pretty decisive. Um, and I'm not a Swifty. So yeah. yeah. Like I have no I have no really like I'm coming at this very neutrally. Like I have no allegiances to either artist in any major way other than admiration for their work. Um This is a hard one. And usually Are you sorry, are you asking which is better or
0: which is which song do you think is better? It's okay. a simple premise, but like I usually pick two songs that are a little bit, let's say, more like stylistically aligned than these two are. But like, when you think about it, this is, Kill Bill by SZA is essentially a soft rock song in the way that a lot of Taylor Swift songs are soft rock songs. But like- Antihero's an anthem though. Antihero is a little bit more of like, a am not going to call it a bop, but like, it is definitely something that's a little bit more like uptempo and
1: lively. But Kill Bill is like- a a sing along, like yeah. I mean, it's Kill Bill. I I just okay. like you know they're both great songwriters for different reasons. But I like I'm always gonna like I think SZA's writing is just more like Taylor writes in abstractions, and SZA it, for sometimes lately she's been writing in abstractions. No, I'm, it's
0: okay. Yeah, I'm yeah. Gonna, okay, I'm I can say lately.
1: Yes, yeah, I'm, okay. I'm gonna say Kill Bill. I'm gonna say
0: Kill i am going to say kill i I don't get to vote here. Like, my opinion doesn't matter. Kill Bill has won this episode decisively. I would have picked Antihero for this. I would not say I'm a Swifty because I don't need to be locked up, but like I do really, really, really love Taylor's music. And I'm way more bullish on
1: midnights than most people are. Yeah, I I actually love Antihero a lot. Like this isn't this is this was hard. I want I want the fans to know. Yeah.
0: It's a great song. And like I think where kill bill and antihero both really succeed is that these choruses and the hooks feel very traditionally hooky in that they are like designed to worm your way into their brain but they work in both like a radio context a playlist context and a tiktok context like i have heard kill bill's chorus more times on tiktok In the past week, than I any song I can remember in recent history, but like it also just works
1: outside of that too. I will say, antihero will probably have the staying power. Like, (sighs) I it just that's what's going to happen. Yeah, Um, I think what I like. Go on. Like what I I I I respond more to Kill Bill, but I do and I do think antihero will will stand the test of time. I think like what.
0: I would pick Anti here for this solely because I think it's the best song at Midnight's. And I think Kill Bill is very middle of the pack for SOS. It would not be my choice of SOS hit. Actually, I mean, talk about Phoebe. Like,
1: I think that would be Ghost in the Machine for me. That but. one and the one, after the Albert Levine one after. Or oh, like, F2F or whatever yeah, it's called. They're, yeah, they're, I, they're, those are great. Um, my one problem with antihero is the lyric that no, is... it's
0: perfect. I'm sorry, I, don't even say it. I, 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 cannot, I cannot let you say that on here. Like I think I it is a genius lyric, and I from day one have gotten exactly what she means.
1: So I get what she means. I think she does. Yeah, we're, we can. Just... Shut me down?
0: No, I'm not going to shut you down because that's not that's not a respectful dialogue. But I am going to tell you not to say what you're going to say. Okay. And those that there is a crucial distinction. Like you're I want to be. You're I also am the, my all the life. in this situation. Yeah. But like, you're Also I'm saving not... my life. Okay. Yeah, we've never gotten attacked by Swifties on here, like thankfully. But the, I don't yeah. know. I like I I I think it's a goofy line, but like what I appreciate about. A lot of midnights and actually, I mean, and sos too. Like, if you actually go and read the lyric sheets, which is hard because they're like 23 songs on it, but like, there are a lot of goofy go for it lyrics yeah, on both albums. About, are we talking about the same line? Are you talking about the sexy baby monster on no, the hill? No, and, I don't care about that. I like goofy. No, that's what fun. are you
1: talking about? The narcissist line.
0: I think that's fine.
1: I think she's That's she kind of silly. I like, think she calls herself a narcissist, and in doing it, she Like some sort believe, of congressman. She doesn't believe she's a narcissist. Um it's sort of like a self-own, but it's not a real self-own. Cause I don't think she thinks of herself as a real narcissist. That's the only the only reason she said it is because she doesn't think she's a narcissist. I think she does.
0: I think she does. And I think like the chorus the chorus is so sincere like i'll stare directly at the sun but never in the mirror i think she does think this like i mean it's kind of hard to be like like taylor swift is so good at crafting her own image and someone who really wisely pulled back yeah from being as online and as public as she was in like the you know the 2013 or like 2015 heyday um I think she means it, but it's also like it's tough to know because she is just such like an established corporate entity almost these days that like yeah. who could ever know? I don't. And mind I think Sis is not
1: yeah. that. but yeah. I mean, I, I think it's false. It's false humility. Um, but I don't mind it. I just don't buy it. Um, That's fair.
0: That's yeah. fair. I I can I I think the artifice in her work is way more apparent than like. In Scissors, like I I saw a tweet literally right before hopping on this Zoom today that was like, wait, did SZA actually kill her ass? Right. I'm like, okay, like, because the rest of that album is so like gut wrenching, you kind of realize you can you can it makes sense why it took like five and a half years to make because that's a lot of like well, I mean, it's a lot of songs, eh? But also, just like a lot of a lot of emotions to like corral into like a cohesive artistic work.
1: On that um, note, also, 13, 13 songs, no more. Everyone, like.
0: 13 i mean she they're 23 on sos i'm
1: I'm just saying like i don't oh oh, no oh oh, that's the limit i'm I'm capping it like do another album i think our brains can only digest so much i see an album that long and i inherently i'm like i'm not gonna be able to get attached to this and i
0: I yeah i mean we we've talked a lot about like streaming bloat in albums like people just juicing track listings like to to get more like streams and converted yeah. into album sales for me. i think yeah. with her like i will forgive it a little bit more just because there's such a long gap between albums but like there are definitely five songs that probably could have like been cut or you
1: know like I mean? do, or do the like you know in two months release the other part. side you know? b yeah it doesn't it doesn't matter that if they're different albums like your head thinks about it differently it's when there's so much you it invites yeah invites a conversation about what is the bloat
0: yeah but at the same time i'm like you know you say like a few months later release it and i'm still waiting on renaissance part two and three so i'm like could you have just dropped a 30 song opus and like just fed us that way like i don't think we'd be complaining about where are the visuals if we have 30 songs
1: to chew on. But, but also, Renaissance is like a dance album. Like, if it's a 30 dance songs, you don't need to absorb them in the way that you kind of need to absorb SZA's music. And that's not... I guess any, that's fair. Not shady. Like, Renaissance, you want to listen to front to back, but you don't actually need to be, like, fully connected with each song. It kind of just works as, like, you know, uh one... It's it's audience. hedonism way more so than like SOS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, if those thirty songs, I'm like, that's a party. Like, and I'm just gonna play you this over and over again. Yeah. Sis is like it's dense. Like you want to give time to it, and when there's twenty three songs, it's hard. hard to give time to it. Yeah. I mean, I didn't really get like fully
0: immersed in it until like two weeks ago, just because like I didn't have the bandwidth to like really sit with it and like parse it in full beyond just like kind of surface level listening while I was doing something else. And it is an album that really rewards itself to that sort of listening experience, but it is hard to do that when like, yeah, when it's big. But Eric, I think we have to end today's episode. We really like covered a lot of ground today. I hope I did. Okay. You knocked
1: it out of the park
0: um Where can people find you on social media if you would like to be found? Um,
1: if yeah, my name is Eric E R I C and my last name is Edelstein. Good luck figure it out. Um, but it's Eric Edelstein on everything. You know, I I don't hide behind a you know a little gay fun name like some of us.
0: Like some of us. Uh, um, speaking of which, uh, you can find me on Twitter at fk pigs with a z. You can find me on Instagram at drew haskins with c's. And you can find Crisis Twink Pod on Instagram and Twitter at that handle. And listen to this every week. Great review, and subscribe, please. And listen to Girls Room, which is going to be out on Fridays starting next week. Um, so we have a wonderful... Well, I mean, it's been out, like, people have been listening to it, but our new weekly release schedule is starting uh, next Friday with an interview with Jen Rogan, the Emmy-winning costume designer from Girls, Russian Doll, Orange is the New Black, and several other projects that you love, hopefully. Um, so go check that out. And until next week, bye, everyone. Like what you just heard? Go to the show notes and whatever podcast app you're listening to this on, and click the donation link.